Chapter Five of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart of cromarty and peter anthony motte chapter v of the acts of the noble pantagruel in his youthful age thus grew pantagruel from day to day and to every one's eye waxed more and more in all his dimensions which made his father to rejoice by a natural affection therefore caused he to be made for him whilst he was yet little a pretty crossbow wherewith to shoot at small birds which now they call the great crossbow at chantelle then he sent him to the school to learn and to spend his youth in virtue in the prosecution of which design he came first to poitiers where as he studied and profited very much he saw that the scholars were oftentimes at leisure and knew not how to bestow their time which moved him to take such compassion on them that one day he took from a long ledge of rocks called there Passelourdin, a huge great stone of about twelve fathoms square and fourteen handfuls thick and with great ease set it upon four pillars in the midst of a field to no other end but that the said scholars when they had nothing else to do might pass their time in getting up on that stone and feast it with a store of gammons pasties and flagons and carve their names upon it with a knife in token of which deed till this hour the stone is called the lifted stone and in remembrance hereof there is none entered into the register and matricular book of the said university or accounted capable of taking any degree therein till he have first drunk in the cabaline fountain of croustel passed at passelourdin and got up upon the lifted stone afterwards reading the delectable chronicles of his ancestors he found that geoffrey of lusignan called geoffrey with the great tooth grandfather to the cousin-in-law of the eldest sister of the aunt of the son-in-law of the uncle of the good daughter of his stepmother was interred at maizet therefore one day he took campos which is a little vacation from study to play a while that he might give him a visit as unto an honest man and going from poitiers with some of his companions they passed by the guge le guge visiting the noble abbot ardillon then by lusignan by sancet by selle by coulanges by fontenay le comte saluting the learned tiracot 
and from thence arrived at maizet where they went to see the sepulchre of the said geoffrey with the great tooth which made him somewhat afraid looking upon the picture whose lively draughts did set him forth in the representation of a man in an extreme fury drawing his great malchus falchion half way out of his scabbard when the reason hereof was demanded the canons of the said place told him that there was no other cause of it but that pictoribus atque poetis etc that is to say that painters and poets have liberty to paint and devise what they list after their own fancy but he was not satisfied with their answer and said he is not thus painted without a cause and i suspect that at his death there was some wrong done him whereof he requireth his kindred to take revenge i will inquire further into it and then do what shall be reasonable then he returned not to poitiers but would take a view of the other universities of france therefore going to rochelle he took shipping and arrived at bordeaux where he found no great exercise only now and then he would see some mariners and lighter men a wrestling on the quay or strand by the river-side from thence he came to toulouse where he learned to dance very well and to play with a two-handed sword as the fashion of the scholars of the said university is to bestir themselves in games whereof they may have their hands full but he stayed not long there when he saw that they did cause burn their regents alive like red herring saying now god forbid that i should die this death for i am by nature sufficiently dry already without heating myself any further he went then to montpellier where he met with the good wives of mirevaux and good jovial company withal and thought to have set himself to the study of physic but he considered that that calling was too troublesome and melancholic and that physicians did smell of glisters like old devils therefore he resolved he would study the laws but seeing that there were but three scald and one bald pated legist in that place he departed from thence and in his way made the bridge of guard and the amphitheatre of nimes in less than three hours which nevertheless seems to be a more divine than human work after that he came to avignon where he was not above three days before he fell in love for the women there take great delight in playing at the close buttock game because it is papal ground which his tutor and pedagogue epistemon perceiving he drew him out of that place and brought him to valence in the dauphiny where he saw no great matter of recreation only that the lubbers of the town did beat the scholars 
which so incensed him with anger that when upon a certain very fair sunday the people being at their public dancing in the streets and one of the scholars offering to put himself into the ring to partake of that sport the foresaid lubberly fellows would not permit him the admittance into their society he taking the scholar's part so belaboured them with blows and laid such load upon them that he drove them all before him even to the brink of the river rhone and would have there drowned them but that they did squat to the ground and there lay close a full half league under the river the whole is to be seen there yet after that he departed from thence and in three strides and one leap came to angiers where he found himself very well and would have continued there some space but that the plague drove them away so from thence he came to bourges where he studied a good long time and profited very much in the faculty of the laws and would sometimes say that the books of the civil law were like unto a wonderfully precious royal and triumphant robe of cloth of gold edged with dirt for in the world are no goodlier books to be seen more ornate nor more eloquent than the texts of the pandects but the bordering of them that is to say the gloss of accursius is so scurvy vile base and unsavoury that it is nothing but filthiness and villainy going from bourges he came to orleans where he found store of swaggering scholars that made him great entertainment at his coming and with whom he learned to play at tennis so well that he was a master at that game for the students of the said place make a prime exercise of it and sometimes they carried him unto cupid's houses of commerce in that city termed islands because of their being most ordinarily environed with other houses and not contiguous to any there to recreate his person at the sport of poussavant which the wenches of london call the farkers in and in <laughs> as for breaking his head with overmuch study he had an especial care not to do it in any case for fear of spoiling his eyes which he the rather observed for that it was told him by one of his teachers there called regents that the pain of the eyes was the most hurtful thing of any to the sight for this cause when he one day was made a licentiate or graduate in law one of the scholars of his acquaintance who of learning had not much more than his burden though instead of that he could dance very well and play at tennis made the blazon and device of the licentiates in the said university saying so you have in your hand a racket a tennis-ball in your card-placket 
a pandect law in your cap's tippet and that you have the skill to trip it in a low dance you will be allowed the grant of the licentiate's hood end of section five